This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by Colonial Insurance. Colonial Insurance, uh, we hire drunk rednecks and we pass the savings on to you. Visit hwig.com forward slash colonial and uh, use promo code colonial to get $10 off your life insurance premium of $100,000 more per per month or more. Back to here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west. The only intercontinental. See, I messed it up already. The only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Uncle Buck, from the red state of North Carolina, and with me today, you know him as the former host of Buck and Chaco, but he's my good buddy, El Chaco. Hola, me and Buck. It's you and me yes. again. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's like I'm, I'm. The nostalgia is always fun. Yeah, we're both in new homes, new studios for for new new studios. Um, but like, and and maybe we've grown in personal maturity, but we have not grown in professionalism at all. At least not online. (laughs) We've 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 regressed. (laughs) I used to have a cough button. That thing is nowhere to be found. Actually, I know exactly where it's at. It's over there in the corner. And it's hooked up for my band anybody. to use. <laughs> for your, uh, how, how does your band use it then? Uh, well, when so the cough button was actually just a whole soundboard. Uh, and so right okay. now it's the drum mix is back into Russ's ears. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. However it works. And then we've got like microphones set up over here. We've got this whole shtick going on. Oh, we've look at you. My, yeah, see, now see? we can like move cameras around. My whole studio is a gigantic <laughs> mess. We fancy, have moving fancy. cameras these days. Well, you know, so cameras these days, because I don't think you and I ever really had any streaming video episodes, just the two of us. This is actually the first time it's ever been Buck and Chaco streaming live on video. This is the very first time. And uh, maybe not the last time. We'll see how it goes. Maybe not the last time. <laughs> maybe for season 11, it'll be just me and you again when uh, Tab finally strokes out. If we're all, the not all in the gulag by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Season 11 uh, is just going to be me in my basement staring at the wall going, uh. <laughs> Season 11 is going to be two Chinese Communist Party members <laughs> with, with sunglasses with Xi Jinping on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How you been? I, I'm so glad that you were able to get back in time for like my weird time. Like, because like we're two hours apart. So like you're yeah. you're kind of like missing dinner time because of this, whereas well, I just put the kids to bed. You see, here's the funny thing: it used to be reversed. It used to be uh, I was the one late at night, and you were you were missing dinner. But there's That's not right. going to be any dinner tonight because we have the stomach bug in the Buck household. Oh no! Uh, Annabelle, who is now ten years old, came down with it last night. She was up barfing her guts out all night. Ian does not seem to have it. I think he's might be having a waffle or something. Uh, I'm not hungry. Like, you know, just oh, so you're you're next. You're on deck. (laughs) You're 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 coming next. That's the other thing, too, because it's like your daughter. Right. So, like, technically speaking, like the statistically speaking, your daughter will have more like biologically in uh, similar to you than your son. Right. Because of the it's something to do with like the 
I think it's because like the Y chromosome from you that goes into making your son is weaker, weaker expressing than the X chromosome from the mom. I, I'm, I, I don't need to get too far into this, but, but what I've under, always me. understood is, is that, what I've always understood is, is that daughters take more after their dads and sons take way more after their, their, um, their mothers. And, uh, you know, yeah. like you'll have guys who look like their dad a little bit, but for the most part, like it's like a 60, 40 thing. But like in our household, if my, if my daughter is going to get sick, right, then there's a good chance I'm going to, but like my, my son Fantastic. and my wife have pretty much like the exact same allergies and, and other kind of things that uh, hit. So, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you, you're, you're screwed, pal. No, <laughs> Your daughter's you see, you see, here's the thing about, um, now, well, let me back up. I do want to address this. You're absolutely right about Annabelle is like the little girl version of me. And it's <laughs> weird. Like she is, she is so much like me. And so I started recognizing this when she was pretty little mm-hmm. because I would watch her do things. And I may have said this on the show before I would watch her do things and I would recognize the thought process that went into this. I was like, Oh, I, I know why she did that. I know what she was thinking at that moment. And then, <laughs> and so as she's grown, she would like have certain questions. And I was like, man, I remember having that question. I remember the train of thought that got me. Oh man. And so now um, she has a lot of my quirks and my poor wife does not know what to do about this. Like, cause now there's, <laughs> now there's two of us and I right. am enough to deal with. Like I wouldn't wish me on just about anybody. And, uh, and now there's two now, but you're also correct in that my son, Ian takes after his mom's side of the family Um, for a little bit. He looked like me or my family. Anyway, when he was born, um, he had some of the, some of the Buck family traits, the Buckstein traits, uh, but those quickly gave way and he began to look exactly like aunt Buck's dad. Oh, like in the face. There's that weave. There's that weave. Yeah. Right. You can buy pictures and it's like, Oh, yeah. Yep. So there, there are some traits from my side that, that are still on him and that still remain like the, the, the hair and whatnot, but, um, and his temperament is, is a lot like hers, uh, and, and the way his brain works. And so it's really strange how the cross bonding takes place. No kidding. Um, but yeah, but that boy is also completely wide open all the time. So, um, <laughs> like there's no, I don't remember being this way as a kid. I had, you know, my brother is nine and a half years older than me. So I was basically an only child for, for most of it. And I was like all chill as far as I can remember. I mean, I'm sure my parents will tell you otherwise, but um, I was like, I was not a very attention needy child. I was like, you know, I was like a cat, like, leave me alone. I'll come to you occasionally give me food. And um, like, you know, just, just for the most part, it was like, I was off by myself and I'm still kind of that way. Aunt Buck is not that way. She likes being around people all the time. She's very community oriented. And my son, Ian, is if he's not like completely up your butt 100% of the time, <laughs> it's because you've distracted him with something. See, man, I'll, I'll, Ian is like part of the number one part of like he he's like a, a big part of my memory of North Carolina, you know, just like the sheer amount of questions and like, Oh my and gosh. Like, oh, they were and cause like, it was you, me and him hanging out for a good chunk of that, that one day yeah. at least, you know, like, uh, and I enjoyed yeah. every minute of it, but it was, I just love that age, that age grouping where, cause you get these questions that you go like, cause I'm glad you brought up about your daughter. Cause it's like, 
sometimes when you like kids can blow your mind sometimes with like where their mind goes, like what is important to them versus like, you know, what, cause like, I, I, I'll never forget the question he was asking me was about the theater, the movie theater in my oh, the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted yeah, to know, he was like, he wanted to know, he was like, how, how big is it? And how, how, like, how big is the movie theater? And like, what, like, like what's the square you footage you're talking about? How many, how many of my movie theaters fit inside yours? Because obviously it has <laughs> well, to be bigger from somewhere else. That's the thing, right? Like, cause it was like, uh, I, I, cause at the time I was like already a few years out of not going to movies. And I was like, I'm, they're big. There's some big movies, but like how big? You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. the other thing is I don't know his frame of reference. Like I can't, I can't say to him like, you know, uh, how big is your school gymnasium? I don't know. It's big. It's a big there's theater. Not so there's <laughs> not one. No, um, yeah, he, no, and you're right. And he, I, now that you've mentioned that, I do remember he would not leave you alone about that. Didn't we go to like JB's, get a hot dog? Dude, we went uh, to food, like just food all over the place. <laughs> well, yeah, we JB's went. JB's we and went. the hot dog. That was great. Like what was, that was a loaded hot dog too. That was the, that was their. Oh yeah. It was like mustard, right? onions, chili slaw. I wanted you to get the whole North Carolina experience, which involved oh, like Bojangles for breakfast, yeah. uh, Chick-fil-A, yeah, and JB's, yeah. uh, and guns. So, um, <laughs> and being, and being, that, except for the guns could kill me now. <laughs> you know, like, like these days, right, man, like, I don't know what turned on me, but like, I, I can't, I, I, I can't pack it in the way I used to be able to pack it in, in terms of like fried food. Like I, I can pick one meal in a 48 hour period with the, those kind of things in there. Otherwise I'm toast. I'm toast. So I guess I'm not going to be moving to North Carolina, even though I've got the Carolina on my mind, uh, 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 little art piece. That was uh, a nice gift from uh, you and your family and your wife. Uh, I oh, yeah. think from Cracker Barrel. Was that Cracker Barrel? Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I did know, yeah, we I did am. go to Cracker Barrel. Uh, uh, Aunt Buck and I took you and your wife, and it was a very lovely time. That was awesome. And anytime we go to Raleigh now, like, hey, there's that Cracker Barrel that we went with. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 world famous now. It's this is where the meeting of the minds finally took place. Um, <laughs> oh man! So, so is, what what else is going on in your neck of the woods these days? Uh unmitigated debt family uh, member sick yeah uh so it's the end of the world in your place where you are at too because like i'm we're, we're yeah. facing the apocalypse here and, and we i don't know if you've been reading about this i mean i didn't save it for anything in the in the news section or anything like that but he, he you've been following this like chicken stuff like the eggs and like the chicken shortage and like chicken feed is all weird. And like, you know, places are getting burned down and all that kind of stuff. You've been following this. Um, I've, I've followed like, I'll catch <clears throat> snippets here and there. I really dodge the news as much as possible these days okay. uh, for the sake I'll of my sanity. But yeah, just, I, I do really like a chicken, a chicken plant just burned down or something. Many like multiple chicken plants. And the, here's the thing. Like if you've ever been in one, like you look out on the floor, it's just like, it's like metal cages and like chickens, right? Like, it's like, it's not, it's not like it's sitting in kerosene or like a bunch of straw or anything. It's all those flammable feathers. What I'm trying to say is there's not a lot of flammables other than the chickens themselves that could go up in flames. Uh, it's weird. Uh, and there's <laughs> chickens on a steady diet of sphagnum. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but then, 
so, so what's going on right now is there's, um, so we have chickens now, right? And um, I got them last year. <clears throat> I was wanting to get chickens right away because like they were doing a trial run of an egg shortage down here in Paraguay where all of a sudden for like 10 days, you couldn't get a box. You couldn't get a dozen eggs anywhere. Like literally anywhere. There was not a single Weird. store and they were just boom, gone. And then they were back again. No problem. And like, and they gave us this, you know, rigmarole story about, oh, it's like about, you know, contraband eggs, like being brought in from What's like Argentina and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Eggs? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that doesn't you know, make the jacket? Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got what you need, man. <laughs> <laughs> then he hears a siren and closes his jacket too fast and a bunch of eggs crack on it. Um, no, we, um, so we got it we got our own chickens now and um they are they 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 were you know there's like i think there's like four four girl chickens and then we have a rooster and they, you know they were putting off like a cup few eggs a day you know like i mean it, it, you know not every day does each chicken put out anything but then we got to our first round of brooding like where the they they lay the eggs and then they they're gonna hatch new chick chicks so we finally got our first round of baby chicks that are just mm -hmm. you know, adorable. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and like, uh, we're, we're, you know, the kids keep going and checking in on them because there was like 11 eggs that they were sitting on. And like, so far, four have hatched. So we, but unfortunately, we've only got three of these, uh, these little guys left because one of them, one of them passed on earlier today. And, uh -oh. Uh -oh. And, and my kids, you know, F like, in the chats, boys. Yeah, F in the chats for the chick that didn't even get a name. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the sad part is, is that you know, my kids were like, um, my kids were like, uh, we didn't even get a chance to name it yet. And I was like, you guys got to stop naming the chickens. Please don't name the chickens. Cause like, I'm going to have to go out there someday and kill the chicken. We're going to be like eating the chicken. You're going to be like calling it by its name at the dinner table. Ernesto, I yeah. It's <laughs> like, I think I mentioned before, yeah, we're, we're like with a pig, we're, we're just going to name them all like communist names. Like just so, you know, you don't like, we're going to have like, like Che Ernesto and pig. yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. Yeah, Stalin and all this kind of stuff. I'm just making pigs. Um, but like my kids gave the chickens like kind of cute names. Well, okay, of course, like the 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 rooster's name is Foghorn. Um, the then then we have um oh we have they they're all like named after foods, but like as the colors. So like one of them is black and white, so they call it Oreo. The other one's like uh vanilla, and then another one's called fudge, and then the one the the mama hen that's like laying that's like you know, uh, sitting on the, on the eggs and incubating them. Her name's nugget. <laughs> so we got, uh, <laughs> the chicken named nugget. Yeah. The next ones, I guess maybe that's the name of the dead chick. <laughs> omelet, yeah. Omelet, omelet, poor little omelet. But, Sandwich. Um, <laughs> so Southern pride, you know, yeah. <laughs> Start in so, on that. So who, who should be going first this week? I mean, you know, like, uh, do you have a preference? Um, I'll tell you what, since I introduced the show, I will let you take the first uh, the first swing, step back up to the plate, and uh, throw me your pitch, good buddy. Of course, right. you don't step up to the plate and throw a pitch. I just really biffed <laughs> it. So. Um, here's what I don't get. Brainwave fuckery. All right? Okay. Brainwave fuckery. Um, I'm talking like about... Like binaural brain... beats or what? I'm talking about brain computer interface now i mean oh. i know 
like, I know that um, Elon Musk talks about his Neuralink, and then you've got that uh, that that little goblin from the World Economic World, World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus Schwab. Yuha, no, his name is um, Yuhal Noah Harari. You have, anyways, anyways uh, Yuval, Yuval Noah Harari. This guy's the worst. I mean, he's just the worst. Um, and and all these guys, like they're you know they're they're talking about how we're moving closer and closer to AI being in our brains, and I don't think that's a good idea. And and no. uh, um, what what's been startling me is I, I pay attention to this because I've got clients that deal with like concussion uh, therapy, like treatments for concussions and. I've got other clients that talk about dealing with like severe post-traumatic stress disorder or depression. And then, you know, there's lots of different things that they're trying. They're trying like magic mushrooms. They're trying like, you know, some companies are trying ketamine and, and, and trying other different types of things. But, but then he keeps seeing these, like, you know, the occasional story where some like chick is wearing like a giant helmet with a bunch of like stuff sticking out of it. And like, like Louis Nelly. Yeah, just like Lewis Tully, exactly. And they, they're acting as if, okay, so, so I mean, everything is always like couched in like, you know, the path, to, the, the, the road, the good intentions is paved with, uh, the road to hell is paved road to with hell. good intentions. Yeah. And then these guys, like, they, what they're doing is they're working on technology that can basically read your brainwaves. So, I mean, so for starters, they're talking about people who are, depressed. And a lot of times when you're trying to diagnose depression and you're trying to like get to the bottom of it and like what the source is and where they're at, um, people who are depressed, eh, they don't always give the honest answer because they're depressed or they're not feeling yeah. so good about things. So they're developing this um, technology uh, that will um, basically you could hook up to this person's head and they can, you can see if they have a true or false reaction to something. So basically like an in-your-brain lie detector test, okay? Yeah, I don't like so that. I don't like it either. <laughs> it sounds kind of <laughs> horrible. But that's not where they're stopping, okay? So, like, I was just reading about this. They're doing another test. Um, there's, they're, they're working on a technology that can remotely tell what music you're listening to. Right. So they can tell by your brain. I mean, maybe they're just like really sonically hearing what's in your headphones, but they're going to be able to tell what music you're listening to, which goes, brings us back to this Yuval Noah Harari, the rat. He's a rat. He looks like a rat uh, who, who, who's from the World Economic Forum, the worst person alive. Like the worst. Like if, if I found out he was the Antichrist, I would be like, yeah, I told you. Like the, clearly yeah. that's the guy. Like he's the one. <clears throat> so this guy. You can find him on, on YouTube. There's lots of clips of him saying this kind of stuff, but he comes out and he's like, you know, he'll, he's like, he's like, he's like reveling in this. He likes this. He's like, he's like, you know, those days where you have uh, freedom of liberty in your own thoughts and your own thinking and all the, those days are over. Those days are, those days are coming to an end. And, and like, he's like talking about it as if like, you know, because he believes that you can program a human brain and change our personalities and change our attitudes about things. 
But then he also like has this like weird thing where he like warns you about like what the worst communist dictator in the world would do with this, te this technology or what AI would do with this technology. And, you know, I got to thinking about it and it's like, man, can we just fucking miles Dyson this guy yet? Can we just like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not calling for violence. I'm just saying, can we just like, like make sure that this guy doesn't make Skynet at this point in time? Like, cause this is, this I'm is not ridiculous. calling for violence, but I'm, I'm going to walk in this direction doing this number. And if he <laughs> happens to get in my way, just saying like this guy is, oh man, like uh, he's going to bring about the biblical apocalypse, isn't he? Like this guy, he, he, he bugs me really bad. And <clears throat> it, I don't really like this idea that like, for example, they give the example of like, say you're living in North Korea, right? And your leader does gives us big speech and everybody in North Korea has been given, you know, like you got your Fitbit, you know, like people got their Fitbit and the Fitbit tells them like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is like your, uh, you know, how many steps you walked and, and, and it'll tell you when you're sleeping how your sleep is and like how your brain, how your, how your heart rate is and all this. It's got a lot of good inf bio information on there. And, and we're just like, one or two steps away from, you know, them having that chip in your brain or being able to, you know, Oh, we, we can tell what music he's listening to. You'll be able to tell, like, if you're listening to a thing, you're like, if you're smiling, like try not get killed by dear leader and clapping, but in the, in your brain, you're like this fucking guy. You're sending off a little red flag, like not genuine, <laughs> not genuine, like, not genuine. They're just going to take you to the gulag. Right. And that's the thing. Okay. So, uh, Sobram, I just wrote in, uh, I'm not religious. Uh, sorry to hear that, but this whole putting a chip in your brain is just is not just an affront to God, correct? But humanity itself. At, yes, absolutely. Imagine every time you lie and tell that fat broad at work she looks good, and you beep. <laughs> well, that's, so that's I think that was the first thing I thought was um, lying. Like, like that's like chicks are going to misuse this. Like, if there's a thing in your brain that can tell you when you're lying. You're never like the fight is going to happen when your wife asks you, do I look good in this? Well, like to oh, the thing oh, you're going to find out though, is um, they lie all the time too. <laughs> well, I, you see, but as men, we can turn off, we, we can just choose to ignore, like, yes, I know she's lying. I want right. to believe the lie, but for <laughs> like an ant buck does not do this. Uh, specifically ant buck does not do this, but um, like the whole, like, lie to me and tell me this looks good like no um oh boy so just imagine but also what you said about north korea that already happens to a certain degree right uh whenever um who who was the who was uh kim jong's dad that died uh kim jong il was it kim, kim jong il kim, yeah so um he died they would like walk by your house to make sure you were crying loud enough yeah yeah and that's the thing, like, you know, they say it as if like, like there's just this one little country over here that does that. It's like, dude, we're like two steps away from that, you know, at all times. We've already got wrong think. And yes, what, what the problem with this is, too, is this is getting us one step closer to pre-crime. So are you familiar with the term pre-crime? Like minority report. Yeah, exactly. OK, I, so I haven't actually seen the movie, but I, I understand the concept. And you are right. Like. Uh, you are you are likely to commit a crime. We're just going to go ahead and uh, euthanize you now. 
Well, and that's the thing. <clears throat> I get the feeling sometimes, <clears throat> like, because your phone is always listening to you. And if you if you don't think it is, you're lying to yourself. But your phone is always listening to you. And in, it's funny because actually, well, it's not funny. Uh, there's a guy that I go to the same church as uh, who's um, from, he's from Czech, he's from the Czech Republic. And he, um, <clears throat> he's like, uh, you know, he's like a, a scrupulous guy. He's like real, you know, like rigid about things. Like he's like always like, you know, oh no, am I doing this wrong or am I doing that wrong? And he had a very good point. He's, he said to me, uh, is it okay that a priest has his phone on with him in the confessional? I was like, no, no, no it's not okay. That's not okay at all. He, and like, there are priests that do that. And they say, oh, it's just to like, you know, the time it's like, wear a watch. I'll buy you a watch. Like don't, they make you don't have to hang on the wall. Exactly. You could put a little digital timer in there in the confessional with you. So, so I just, you know, like we're so much closer to this pre-crime thing, but that's like, so it's an interesting thing. That, <clears throat> the other thing about brainwave fuckery is you brought up about like, what is it? Binaural beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that they are, they study the heck out of that stuff a lot. And I just read another study about this where they were saying that, you know, <clears throat> if you play the right kind of rhythm or beats or something while an adult is like for adult learning, you, this will help. So like you're listening to a thing and it helps you to learn. I don't know if I trust that though. I, I, it seems a little well, bit MK ultra to me, you know? The, so go ahead. <clears throat> first off, let's, let's explain what binaural beats are because okay. I don't know if everyone is aware of that because you and I have done deep dives into this kind of thing independently mm. of each other. Mm. So a binaural beat is where you have like earbuds in or earphones and they're both playing a tone, but they're, the tones are a few, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they're out uh, of sync. They're just like, a they're, they're out slightly of out of sync. Uh, yeah. so one is like, it hurts. There are a few Hertz off. So one is this many Hertz and this one is this many Hertz minus three. And what happens mm -hmm. is it creates this pulsing sound. Each ear hears a solid tone, but when you, your brain interprets them together, it's like a, yeah. it's a little and jarring. Well, and what happens is then that your brain waves are supposed to somehow line up with that. Uh, and like it, it, that does happen. Like it's, yeah. I've, 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 years ago, I toyed around with them. And um, like you will get yourself into a weird state of mind. But on the other end of that, there's like um, EMDR therapy. Have you heard of that? I have actually. Yeah. Um, but maybe explain it a little bit better for uh, the, uh, for the listeners who are so, listening, especially for the listeners who are listening in, in their headphones right now, you know, uh, with their, their binaural beats uh, going for, I'm talking yeah, from the yeah. left, I'm talking for the right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, um, EMDR therapy, it, it doesn't work through audio. It works. I mean, I guess it can work through audio. Um, let me oh, back up. Well, no, this one, uh, the one that I experienced it went with these little devices that you hold in your hands. So I'm going to back up and tell a quick story and I'll, I'll make it very, very fast. Uh, like sword Scientology. <laughs> so, well, sword, sword fighting buddy. You remember him, right? I used to talk about yeah. him on the show and he passed away last year yeah. or two years ago. He passed yeah. away uh, from COVID. He was murdered. It was a whole thing. The, the medical staff murdered him. Um, they did that. Well, they sedated him and, uh, and then did stuff against his wishes and it was a whole thing. Um, yeah. And that was a very traumatic 
thing to me. Like he and I have been best friends for 20 years. It really messed me up in a bad way. So uh, my wife suggested that I go see this, uh, this, this counselor, this Christian counselor that, uh, that she's familiar with. And, and she had gone to once or twice. And I said, well, whatever to kind of help deal with processing the trauma, which I'm okay with. I know tabs mm-hmm. against therapy for like, like the yes man type of therapy that was discussed in a previous episode. This is not what that was. This was like processing trauma. And one of the things she did was she had this little device. She said, we're going to do EMDR therapy. And she explained it briefly. This device has these little two, they look almost like wee nunchucks. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hold one in each hand and they vibrate like right, left, right, left, right, left in a certain pattern. So that then you're, it, it, it does the, the same principle as your brain waves kind of line up with it in such a way that it's not necessarily hypnotic, but it does allow you to enter a, 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 a brain state where you can access memories more readily. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was able to like, like I had actually blocked out part of that day and I was able to remember it and then process the things that happened. So, uh, but anyway, so that's the kind of brainwave stuff <clears throat> on that level that you're talking about. Continue. Well, that, and well, that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> I I tested around with I think binaural beats of some sort um, uh, many years ago. Um, yeah. And I and I would like you know I would put on the headphones and I would do this thing this this alpha beta wave thing or whatever and I'd listen to it and yeah it messed me up actually <laughs> it messed me up pretty bad actually I remember one yeah. where, where it was like just for whatever reason because yeah my head my my eyes were closed. And just the way that the motion of the sound was, it, it made me feel like I was like kind of rocking, like in a it's boat. Hypnotic, yeah. yeah, but I was like, I was laying, like I was laying like a log on my bed, but I felt like I was rolling back and forth. And then at a certain point, I felt like I had rolled all the way over onto my face, but I hadn't moved. And it felt the, it's, it's it was, it made me sick. I like immediately like, yeah, I was like, I was like, this is not good. And it's well, probably and, not good for you. I bet. I bet there's probably some way of we, you know, they'll look at it someday in the future and be like, it looks like leeching at this point. You know, it's like probably not good well, for your your brain. Certain people will use that to induce um, out of body experiences or astral Which you travel. Shouldn't be inducing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not endorsing that at all. Traveling. But <clears throat> it's it. So going back to like the brainwaves thing, it's like, you know, it's like um, I just I just don't like this idea, like that the that the literal tinfoil hat wearers are right <laughs> like i mean literal people who feel like they need to shield their brain because at a certain point in time these these kind of things are it seem to be coming down the pipe and and going back to the neuralink thing like they were they you know they, they claim that they're only testing it on like monkeys and stuff i don't believe that i'm not, I'm not, <laughs> no, I, I'm not already, i bet elon's got one in already you know like that's the thing like I don't know. Like, and they always, it always gets tied back to like AI and I don't know what to think about AI anymore. Like, I mean, I know we keep I talking I about, think it, about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Anymore. No, I, it's, it's not good no. at all. Um, so certain, like there was a, a, like AI in a video game is one thing, right? Yes. Yeah. You want the uh, already, enemy in the game to be bad, like, you know, at least challenging. Yeah. But what's happened is like, you've seen the AI art that's been coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we've already got kind of a Turing test for AI art. Like if you, like if you see a picture of someone, um, they're already making like like photorealistic 
images of people that are completely this this person never existed and the only way to tell is like look at the fingers and the teeth right and see that's the i was gonna bring this up and you know what um uh, cause it's just the two of us. <clears throat> I'm going to get a little bit Buck and Choco E about hey, go this. for it. Um, you know, the cat's but, away. The mice can play. <laughs> exactly. And I apologize in advance. So Brum, I hope you, I hope you find this interesting. Even if you're not religious, I hope you find this interesting. You will be shortly. Yeah. This is, um, this is a thing. <clears throat> so they, you know, there's, there's a, there's always a saying that like, you know, the devil can't create anything of beauty. Right. Everything that the devil does is some sort of like a mimicry or corrupted version. And it's like, you know, like, cause he was like the angel of light and he was seen as like, you know, Lucifer was seen as the angel of light and he was the most beautiful creature, the most beautiful angel. And then yet he's like this hideous demonish, you know, like, uh, anyways, I know there's going to be a bunch of people who, who disagree with that lore. But what my point is, if you go into like, look, look at like communist Soviet Russia, and you see like the buildings that they did like after the fact, they're all horrible. Like every communist architecture that I've seen is horrible. Communist art is horrible. Communist music is terrible. Communist ain't like anything that's like a communist painting or anything like that is just freaking the worst. Communist and so women I'm looking are at extremely this, ugly. Yeah. And, and, and I started, so like, for my work, right? Like I know, I know that my, my days are super numbered, like super numbered now. Like, and it's, it's, okay. it's eating me up. It's eating me up, but like, I'm, it's, it's getting there. Right. Cause like these, the AI is thanks be to God because it's limited to like 2021 in terms of its like knowledge. It doesn't, it doesn't know the news. It doesn't know like anything new. Like that's the, that's one of the major things keeping my job. But like, it's only a matter of time. And, and the thing is, is that like you, you look at it and it's like, it, it has the writing and it can do it. Like I've, I've, I've tested this thing. I've had it write scenes. I've had it write dialogue. Um, and it's, it's crisp. Okay. So it's, it's crisp. It's, it's correct. It's grammatically correct. It's done really well. But like the thing that I is bugging me about it the most is it, like you can tell it has no soul, right? Yeah. Like you can just totally tell it has no soul. It can't. And any idea that it comes up with on its own is contrived and crappy and like, you know, like, not, it, well, it's, it's like, it's not getting, it's, it doesn't get why humans like things or don't like things. And, and then, uh, and then like with the art. So I started playing around with that mid journey, which is another, um, AI generative art thing. And, and like, so with my job, I have to make landing pages. And a lot of times I have to kind of have like stock footage, stock f- photos and stuff to throw in there. And I thought, Hey man, I'll play with this thing and I can, I can make my own photos that go with my, with my uh, articles. But the thing is, is that like, what bothers me about it? Yeah. The AI lawyers are coming. Definitely. The thing is that's um, the thing that's, outright terrifying about it. It's like, you can put into this thing, you can put it the most beautiful woman in the world. Who's a waitress or something like that. It'll just like, and like five seconds later, it's got, it's like, you know, this cute girl, like smiling. She got a little wait, waitress outfit on and stuff like that. But then she's got like 10 fingers, <laughs> like on one hand, you know, it's like, it's, it's just like, say, weird, most of them have 10 fingers. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, I mean, 10 fingers on one hand, like it's, or, or just something off. And, and I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm like, you know, like how much of the internet is written by 
AI now. Like there's a good chunk of it. I think we're probably at the point where it's, it's probably way higher, like way higher than it's ever been. How many Twitter people, Twitter accounts that you account that you deal with are just bots. And then, and then you've got this art that's, that's, that's all fake. And, and you start to have a bit of a existential crisis once you start to think about it, because you're like, everything I'm reading is fake or contrived or a mockery. And then you've got all this fake art and it's like fake beauty. And it's like fake everything like that. You tell like I've typed in, like, give me a retro eighties brand new logo for the Calgary flames hockey team. Right. And it'll do a thing, but like it, and you told it like Calgary flames, like, and, you, and, it, and then it's got like the letters around. It's like some weird, like other word that doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't have the ability to do like uh, the words as you asked it to. So it's like, it's off. And it's like, man, if you spend too much time like generating these things or, or generating things on, a, on the, uh, the chat GPT or anything like that, like th- this is not going to be good for people. Because what's going to end up happening is, is that we're going to have stories written by computers, art made by computers, music made by computers. And there's going to come a time where you're going to be in the future and you're going to be like, man, like, I just want to read a book written by a real human being. Or I just want to see a movie starring a real human being. And I just want to like talk to a real human being because it just feels (laughs) like this, everything is just shunting you towards the metaverse. And, you know, you can put those things on and like, dude, like Facebook, Facebook has been doing this kind of research on how to tell, because they want to know your thoughts. Like they just straight up want to know your thoughts and they want to get to the point where they can get it like remotely somehow through your phone. And they already get it by like, like listening in on 98% of your conversations. Or watching how you scroll. They've already figured out, a, a buddy of mine was telling me about this. Facebook and there's it been documentaries about it. It's all over the place. Um, th- like Facebook, for instance, you'll be scrolling through your feed and you, something catches your eye for a tenth of a second, right? You, you just pause, just uh, and, you, and then you're gone. Maybe not a tenth of a second, but you like it. Like you, you pause just briefly. Wait, what was that? Oh, never mind. Um, it it thinks about that though. It it, it, it catches that. what caught your eye. Yeah. And so they have already started looking at like uh, the example that was given to me was they'll take teenage girls and mm-hmm. the the things that they they say via social media, the things that they look at via social media, and they'll start serving them ads for Planned Parenthood based on what they or, or contraception or based on the things that they scroll through. Um, and they, like um, I uh, for over mortal, I had heard that TikTok was the place to promote music. And I was like, I don't want to do TikTok. It sounds really dumb, but I've got some songs I want to promote. I'll I'll dabble in it. So I got mm-hmm. on TikTok, and TikTok figured out really really fast that I'm a middle aged white male, and it started serving <laughs> me like nothing but thirst traps for like, like I I couldn't scroll past them fast enough to get them to go away, right? Mm-hmm. So like I had to like severely limit my TikTok use because like you just man it like they figure you out really fast. Well, and, so. and like, again, like we're not keeping up with these guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> Base Brian writes, it's going to push people to go outside and be social. Um, well, yeah. that's the thing. Like if yeah. you want to talk to a real person, like you can do that without a phone in your hand. 
the, 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 right now they don't have the technology to make an Android that you don't know if that's a real person you're talking to or a robot unless you soon, cut it open soon though. I mean, soon, like, I, and that's the other thing is like, you know, they're able to reconstruct people's voices. They're able to do the deep fakes. Like at a certain point in time, if, if, you know, big brother wanted to come and ace out uncle buck and Joel Chaco, and then it just has it recreate this, this, uh, this background over here. And, and then, you know, only those paying super close attention, look up and they're like, wait a minute. Like the, the, the Paraguayan flag was always on this side, not that side. You know, like that, that why one, does El Chaco know? have 90 teeth? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But going back to the brainwave fuckery, um, right. I don't know. If you, did you see the video of the lady in uh, the UK who got arrested for praying outside no. of an abortion clinic? No, so, that doesn't surprise me, but no. Yeah. So, so Canada had this too. Like we had this as well, like in Alberta where we were, you know, supposedly had a conservative premier who went to my church who was supposed to be pro-life, but anyways, Surprise. so there's a, what they call a bubble zone and it's like a block and a half. You can't go within to pray or protest outside <clears throat> of an abortion clinic. And they have, cameras with facial recognition software and the cops will be rec- like, they'll be, they'll be, it's like all this extra government security for these baby killers. And like it, it, it got to me. Cause I remember, I remember when I would go and pray, we would go do the rosary outside of the, of the, of this clinic in Calgary. And like, you know, like we get it enough. Like we, we, there's pushback, man. Like it's not easy. Like it's like, that is, this is not a fun place to be uh, in any way. Um, but this, I remember one time cause it was like closed and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go and I'm going to pray my rosary in front of the building. Maybe, maybe some of their, their, maybe some of their like machines will like break tomorrow or something. I like went there and it was like a snowy day and I just paced and went back and forth up and down the, the, the block and just kept praying my rosary, kept praying my rosary. And like, um, you know, I saw this lady doing this and she was praying outside of this abortion clinic and she got arrested and they said, what were you doing? You know, like, were you praying? And she's like, it's just in my head. And they arrested her when she said in my head, you know, why? (laughs) they will not risk the sacrifices to Moloch for anything. There we go. That's exactly it. <laughs> hey, so Tab is not on this episode tonight, and uh, <laughs> we've got Buck and Chaco going again. And, uh, you know, that's that's the thing, man. Like, it, it is, that is the thing. They do not, logic has left the building. You can't have an argument anymore. They don't allow you to have the argument anymore. And, and, and the other thing is, is like, going back to the brainwave monitoring, at a certain point in time, like, they're just going to know, like, he's not buying the bullshit. Like it's not working on him, right? Like he's, and then like, oh, he, he's rolling his eyes, but without rolling his eyes, you know, like, like, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that if, and when that does come fine, <laughs> fine, it's over. <laughs> it's over. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's done at that point. There's no, I'm like, not calling for violence, but I'm going to walk like this. And if they happen to get in my way, <laughs> just saying that in Minecraft, in Minecraft, <laughs> That the that the really 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 smart black AI scientist in T two Miles Dyson, uh, you know, he had the right idea by you know taking care of himself. He said, th- "Hey, that's it. That's what I said, right?" Miles Dyson, 
I, I said he has to my, my, get Miles Dyson. Miles Dyson was the was the one who pushed the button, right? Like, or he was the one who set the the the, the thing off. That's right. Yeah, there we You've go. Come full circle. So, so it wasn't so so he was the one who did it. So Uhal, Uval Noah Harari. I really hope you come to your senses at some point in time. So I don't see that. Oh happening. hey, look who's in the look who's in the his house right now. Boy, if we could have voicemails today. Gentlemen, I, gentlemen, I gentlemen, good to see you both again. I see I am doing such a disservice to this man's talent just by doing good such to a see you both again. Hope, Hope you're both, both staying fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, David, the voice man um, who uh, we worked with him a little bit here and there yeah. early on in the show. Dude, I kept him. I, he he was um, he was uh, he did the hot choco thing for a while. Part of hot choco, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a that's a throwback. Yeah, on hot choco, I I would send him um, I would send him quotes that would open a show, and he yeah. would read he would read the quote like like a bunch of different times, and then send me the uh, all the different takes all in one thing. Oh, you choose, yeah. Yeah. And you know, man, like, you know, if, 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 uh, there was some really good zingers in there too, that I could have left in, but I didn't because, <laughs> you know, so trying to truncate my show. Um, but, uh, yeah, good to see that guy on here. Awesome. I'm, hey, if you're listening I'm... to this show and you, uh, need to hire a voice actor for anything, uh, go in the comments and find that guy and hire him. David Hazuki. Yeah. The guy's awesome. So that's my issue is, uh, brainwave fuckery and, uh, yeah, man. So, <laughs> I guess that brings us to the middle of the episode, which you know what that means. Uh, this week's episode we of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. So you sent me a little article that uh, a little I sound condescending. I don't mean it that way. You sent no, me an article I, to read from uh, Newsweek. Or, or the, yeah, from Newsweek. So why don't you bring that in, and I'll bring in one news article because normally sure. someone else has these, and then but we are always you know not. So, uh, show me what, what you got. This is from Newsweek, and it is an opinion article that came out on January 30th from Kevin Bass, who's a seven year, seventh year medical student, uh, and he writes, and it's called, It's Time for the Scientific Community to Admit We Were Wrong About COVID and It Costs Lives. And I'm going to repeat that one just because just of the... I, I Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat it, and I really... Want to hear it? I, I, I want to hear it from you. Get it ready. Get it ready. All right. Oh, I, I, okay. Okay. I, I got yeah, it. Yeah. So it's time for the scientific community to admit we were wrong and it cost lives. <laughs> there it is. There's the smug laugh. <laughs> oh God! See, I was thinking like the like the the taste of victory in your mouth, like a fine oh, no, whiskey no, this or a is cigar. Smug laugh time. This one's smug yeah, laugh time. This this was I I told not just I told you so. This was I fucking told you so time. <sighs> yeah, right. But, you know. Yeah, but nobody's gonna read this. Um. So uh, it's it's I'll read it. Um. He says uh, as a medical student and researcher. I hang on. If unless he's a prof, professional researcher, you're not allowed to do your own research, buddy. Uh, even if you're a medical student, see, he's not a he's not even a doctor, so we're not supposed to listen. The to AI him. researched uh, it for him, so we're fine. <laughs> As a medical student and researcher, I staunchly supported. 
the efforts of the public health authorities when it came to COVID-19. I believed that the authorities responded to the largest public health crisis of our lives with compassion, (coughs) diligence, and scientific expertise. I was with them when they called for lockdowns, vaccines, and boosters. I was wrong. We in the scientific community were wrong, and it cost lives. I can see now that the scientific community from the CDC to the WHO to the FDA and their representatives repeatedly overstated the evidence and misled the public about its own views and policies, including on, and he's got hyperlinks, I'm not going to go to those, but uh, on on natural versus artificial immunity, I knew that one right off the bat, (laughs) school closures, yeah, we all knew that was not a good idea, Uh, and disease transmission, aerosol spread, remember that one, Uh, Mm -hmm. mask mandates, and vaccine effectiveness, and, and then he's got hyperlinked, and safety. See, this is the thing, you never had the data for the safety. You'd never had the data for the safety. You never had long-term data. You never had it. You still don't have it. You still don't have it. And it says, especially among the young. All of these were scientific mistakes at the time, not in hindsight. Amazingly, fuck you. (laughs) Amazingly, some of these obfuscations continue to the present day. But perhaps more important than any individual error was how inherently flawed the overall approach of the scientific community was. <laughs> what was that? And continues to be. It was flawed in a way that undermined its efficacy and resulted in thousands, if not millions, of preventable deaths. I'm going to let that one hang out there for a little bit. Uh <clears throat> You 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 undermined its efficacy, dude. You you didn't do anything efficacious. Everything you did fucking turned to shit. Anyways, you're you're gonna say something here. I want to hear it. Um, remember several? It's been a couple months back now. I'm sure it got talked about on the show, but um, they started talking about hey, it's time to start talking about COVID amnesty. Remember that? (laughs) Remember that article? Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing about COVID amnesty. This bullshit killed my best friend. That's not a joke. That's not a punchline. I'm fucking furious. So I'm going to drop the Uncle Buck charade for a second and just say some things from my heart. And we can bleep them out if we have to. There will be no COVID amnesty. There will be COVID Nuremberg. You're all going to burn. Not in Minecraft. You're all going to burn. It's it's <laughs> this time. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's time. I had to say goodbye to my best friend. You know, it's, um, that's, that's about as hard as it gets, you know, like, cause see, cause in our world is like, uh, my brother lost his job. My mom lost her job. My sister-in-law lost her job. I moved to another country and, um, you know, what was done was unforgivable. We have to forgive in some way, but not without the resulting justice that comes with it. Yeah. So So I'm going to, I'm going to scroll down a bit here, but what bothers me is, is is he goes here and he's, he starts to admit, he's like, now this guy gets into the race stuff, which pisses me off because it's like, you know, for example, like in Calgary, we had our mayor before I left and we had people that would go to these um, rallies 
and they would, they were anti-lockdown rallies. And this mayor went out and said that they were thinly veiled, thinly veiled white supremacy um, rallies, which is absolute horseshit. Because I, you know, <laughs> dude, if you ever step foot into a, a uh, uh, into a Catholic church, nine times out of 10, it's going to be a very multicultural experience, very multicultural experience. Right. And so we had people from our church that were going to these. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact it had nothing to do with white supremacy. And if there were anybody there that was acting like that, uh, they were probably glowing in the dark. Yeah. 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 So he he writes here, he writes here later in the thing, he says, our emotional response and ingrained partisanship prevented us from seeing the full impact of our actions on the people we are supposed to serve. We systematically minimized the downsides of the interventions we imposed, imposed without the input, consent, and recognition of those forced to live with them. No, you shut us off. Like you, you didn't listen to the input or without our input, like you blatantly shut us off. In so doing, we violated the autonomy of those who would be most negatively impacted by our policies, the poor, the working class, small business owners, blacks and Latinos, and children. These populations were overlooked because they were made invisible to us by their systematic exclusion from the dominant corporatized media machine that presumed omniscience. I'm not... Maybe, maybe I'm just not uh, up to speed enough on why race needed to be brought into there. Because again, I just, I it's don't see why. Have. I don't see why. Most of us did not speak up in support of alternative views. And many of us tried to suppress them. When strong scientific voices like mm-hmm. world-renowned Stanford professors, John Ioannidis, Jay Bhattacharya, and Scott Scott Atlas or the University of California, San Francisco professors Vinay Prasad and Monica Gandhi sounded the alarm on behalf of vulnerable communities. They were, they faced severe censure by relentless mobs of critics and detractors in the scientific community, not just the scientific community, by the way, Uh, your neighbors, my neighbors, uh, people in the community, people with their phones when you went to a secondhand store and didn't have your mask on for your nose. Often not on the basis of fact, but solely on the basis of differences in scientific opinion. It wasn't even a difference of scientific opinion, pal. It was it was a scientific draconianism. When former President Trump pointed out the downsides of intervention, he was dismissed publicly as a buffoon. And when Dr. Anthony Fauci opposed Trump and became the hero of the public health community, we gave him our support to do and say what he wanted, even when he was wrong, which was often. Yeah. Most of the time. Trump, he was, he was right at the beginning when he talked to 60 minutes and said that a mask doesn't do jack shit. Trump was not remotely perfect, nor were the academic critics of consensus policy, but the scorn that we laid on them was a disaster for public trust in the pandemic response. Our approach alienated large segments of the population from what should have been a national collaborative project. There's never going to be a national collaborative project ever again, like ever again. Like there is no, there's no collaboration. It's gone forever, forever until the great divorce. And we paid the price (laughs) The rage of the those 
marginalized by the expert class, exploded onto and dominated social media, lacking the scientific lexicon to express their disagreement. Many disagree. Dis- now that's see, that's bullshit again. But do you remember when I was on Facebook and I went on my anti-mask rally and I went on just a rant tear and I put every single scientific study that showed that masks don't do sweet fuck all um, right. with this kind of thing. I, I went boom, boom. I, I listed about 39 of them. And then, you know, and then I did the same thing. You know, I, I it was frustrating. It was really frustrating because you're trying to get that out there and everybody says, oh, you know, like all they throw back mm-hmm. at you is like, oh, it's 5G conspiratard. And you're like, I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> I didn't say anything about that. 5G is something I don't love, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I want to cut it, that one off cuz it'll just get us more and more mad, but I well I'll I'll, I'll um uh, I yeah. will go to the end here and he says uh it's okay to be wrong and admit where one was wrong and what we what one learned. Did you learn anything? Like I'm feeling like you're just like this you're one variant away from being a dickhead again. Um I know what the, I learned. <laughs> exactly. I, the mask slipped off, didn't it? Um, yet I fear that many are too entrenched in groupthink and too afraid to publicly take responsibility to do this. They're never going to. Like this no. guy is a rarity. This guy is a unicorn, which <clears throat> no. brings me to. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the the only way that anyone is going to accept any responsibility for what's happened is when it is forced upon them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm I, I don't mean vigilantes, don't don't take me no, the wrong but way. Like, but I like, don't know, man. like someone Class somewhere yeah. something. So, something, something, or or some God comes down from the sky and punishes everyone for what they've done. I don't know. Um like there's it's it's very infuriating that there's not a and and I be, I know I understand to be careful what I what I wish for when I say this, but there's not an overarching authority to say, no, this was wrong. And the people who foisted this upon humanity need to be punished. And I get like that's teetering to globalism. I'm not in favor of globalism. Eh, there's only one. There's only one. Well, you and I know where I'm going with this. But yeah, yeah. Um, there's only one that knows how to do that properly. Yeah. So, <sighs> you know, I brought in a fish news, but I feel like I've gone long on everything from my part, from my uh, uh, issue to, uh, to the right. other news thing. So why don't we skip to the thing you were going to do? Uh, your, um, your news piece. Lisa Loring, the original Wednesday Adams, dies at 64 after a massive stroke. Um, so you remember when the whole Wednesday show came out and everyone was so like I was a big Adams family fan when I was a kid because I, you know, the movie came out with Raul Julia and Christina Ricci mm. and it was great. And then the new Wednesday show came out and it was like, eh. and I got really, really, really sick of seeing that chick. Uh, well now Wednesday's dead. So get over her. You know, it's funny you brought up about like the nostalgia of that movie and stuff. Like, it's like, I remember the show being in reruns when I used to be a, uh, when I used to be a, um, a bat boy for the Calgary Cannons baseball team when I was a kid. And right. um, <clears throat> I just remember where like when the show was on in the, in the locker room and there was a scene where Wednesday was like dance, doing some sort of dance routine with, I think with like oh, Lurch. Yeah, with Lurch. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, a little and shimmy thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and everybody, every, all the all the players, they, they just like stopped what they were doing to like to like cheer on this TV version of Wednesday Adams. Like, you go, girl! Like, look at look at this move! Look yeah. at this go go! go. go. Hey. So in honor, so in honor of Laura, Laura is her name. Uh, uh, make, yeah. Uh, Repose of the soul for for Laura. May God have mercy on her. And sixty four is not that old. Uh, not old at all. And a stroke uh, won't comment. But the um, uh, it's funny you brought up about the um, <clears throat> the nostalgia factor. So like I mean, you know we're we're a few years Lundra. apart. <laughs> we're a few years apart, uh, but not only super far apart. Yeah, only a few. And. Um, uh, for me, the Adams family always reminds me of MC Hammer, um, yes. because MC Hammer had the uh, Adams family theme Adam's song groove. for yeah. Adams Groove, and I think it was for bam, the bam, second bam, movie. Bam, it was a good one. It was for the first one. Was it for the first one? Are yeah, you sure. And, okay. Because I used okay. to jam that. That was my jam. I had that tape. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is like I so I saw him live. Uh, in concert. Uh, so between Vancouver and Calgary, it's like about a nine hour drive like through the mountains and stuff, maybe 11 hours if you're making stops. So uh, it seemed to me that like they, when they were booking this thing, they timed it so that he was coming through Peach Fest, which was in Penticton, um, which is near a place called like Kelowna. It's like the wine country of, of British Columbia. It's like just gorgeous. Like this, we used to go every year for like to the lake out there. And, uh, one year my, um, I remember listening to the radio and like they, they came on the air and they were like, yeah, uh, we have a big announcement to make. We have a surprise concert happening like tomorrow at Peach Fest in this field, like the soccer field this Queens field or whatever in Penticton and, uh, tickets are on sale. Like, and I remember I went to my parents and I was like, please like can i go to that that'd be awesome because uh, i think it was like 1990 or something like it was you know 90 maybe 92 um yeah, yeah and and he was just about to like he peaked already he was already just about to go down the other side of the mountain but, like too legit um, was already happening no see that no too legit was being like feathered out there during this tour so okay. so so like my first time I heard too legit to quit was at this concert, but I still remember he did the, um, he did the, uh, uh, <laughs> I remember those hand signals. He, he did the, uh, uh, the Adams family song when he was there. And this is the thing, like people say how much MC hammer sucks, but like from a live performance perspective, that guy killed it. Like he had like, I haven't seen anything like it. Like he had like 40 dancers on stage and they were all talented. Like it was like, that's why he went bankrupt. He had like way too many like people to pay. Yeah. And it was great. And he had this one dancer guy that was with him who had this kind of weird triangular, uh, like, uh, um, hairstyle. Like it was like, you know, like he was wearing like a pyramid, like on its side on his head. And, and he was like the, craziest most talented guy in the in the group for in terms of dancing and he they his nickname they just called him no bones like these no bones he's you know no bones and no bones would do these crazy dance moves on it but i still remember if you go back and you find the uh video of the adams family groove on youtube no bones is in it and he dances with thing 
So he's like, nice. going, like thing is going back and forth. And then no bones is doing this crazy thing where his, he's got like his legs around his like head and he's like walking around on his hands and doing something weird. And I'll never forget it. So, so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Just awesome MC hammer and ticked which ended in That's a riot, a cool song. <laughs> which ended in a riot for some reason. My mom got me out of there in time, but it ended in a riot. Even better. Yeah, so. Anytime you can combine the Adams family, MC Hammer, and violence, I think that I think we've reached. <laughs> and not know, even I in think, Minecraft. I, th- <laughs> I think I think history might have peaked right there. Just to be honest, if you could find a way to throw <laughs> Ghostbusters in on that, I think oh. we would be all right. I saw that. Okay, yeah. Uh, Merlot Williams writes. Uh, speaking of sad passings, Chaco will appreciate when I say R.I.P. to Jay Briscoe. The, yeah, them boys, man up reach for the sky. So Briscoe, this is where, uh, it was a tag team, of like, like high end, like I think with Merla, Merlo Williams, you can correct me. They're, they're mostly a ring of honor, right? Like ring of honor was their, their stick, but they, these guys were badass. They were great on social media and, uh, he passed away. Um, and again, like, you know, case of the suddenlies, right? And uh, <laughs> back to COVID. Yeah. 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 Dude. Like, you know, we're, we're going to have to almost have, you know, in like the, the, um, at the Oscars, when you used to watch the Oscars, how they would have like the in memoriam, uh, yeah. section, I, we're going to basically get to a point where we're going to have it have an in memoriam, like every freaking week. <laughs> I, was gonna say, like, or, or, I thought you were going to say, we're going to have an in memoriam colon suddenly. <laughs> well, they, the two go hand in hand. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you know, man. at this point, I'm thinking maybe we need to do bonus episodes of just Buck and Chaco where we talk about things that we can't talk about on the show. So yeah. um, we can talk about like we can just really dive deep because that sounds like a lot of fun to me right now. OK, OK. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, it was it was a bad car wreck. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and, and that's also like um, Macho Man was also something. Yeah, well, yeah, very sudden. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure Macho Man Randy Savage died in a car wreck. I think he had a heart attack while driving and and crashed and like so. Too many slim gyms. Uh, man, he's a guy that I wish was still around for sure, man. Because his his I would love to hear him do some uh, some shoot inter- interviews, but. Oh man, uh, yeah. So, it, shall we close the news bag up, or do we have yeah, anything? Let's do else? It. Oh wait, wait. One was right. you were just. I wanted one more thing you said about like so. Wednesday's dead. So, so out of out of respect for the a- actress, they should do the right thing and cancel that that terrible, awful show. <laughs> from, from I think you're right because they definitely yeah. got that show all wrong. They got the characters all you, wrong. Yep. Cancel that and one. Just, cancel Velma. <laughs> cancel them just all. Cancel, cancel Netflix. Cancel, yeah. cancel television. <laughs> uh, cancel the internet. Cancel. Well, maybe not the internet. On the screen, uh, except not this one. <clears throat> um, but you uh, know, honestly, I think I think World War Three, and and because they've been talking about the global reset, right? The the Great Reset for a while now. Yep. But I think World War Three and the EMP just like shutting it all down would be a godsend at this point. Just reset society. Like ever, this is a paperweight. This thing is a paperweight. And we just go next door when we want it. Instead of a podcast, which yeah, it's counterproductive where it's a conflict of interest. We're a podcast, mm-hmm. but instead of a podcast, you go talk to your neighbor. 
and you hear his <laughs> opinions and you hear his hot takes on things and then you you disagree with him and you yell and scream and it's fun and then like you, you have a barbecue I'm just and your family's involved. How, I'm just thinking about like my neighbors <laughs> who can who can barely speak Spanish. <laughs> um, and and we, we we definitely could get along in in that actually we talk about this all the time. Like when, when shit hits the fan, you know, like this is why we're like, we're also like really nice to all the Paraguayans that live near us, you know, like, like over the top. <laughs> the nice. goes in the area. Yeah. I yeah got over you. the top. nice. Cause again, like all they have to do is like, just somebody comes in and was like, where's the Canadian at? And like, there'll just like be a train of people pointing, you know, like knowing that their you know, cousin told them one time where the Canadians live. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, they'll know that we have more, chickens now which means more eggs we have plenty of fish they come <laughs> and, uh, to you in the egg shortage in the fish but yeah i do i for one welcome the uh shutdown if only for a few days so we can kind of chill out no no no, no. a solid you year want i want to <laughs> i want to sell listen it's going to suck for me when the electricity goes out because of my cpap but that's yeah, the only thing i'm dreading no like, see i would i would hate the cpap going going on but i would also hate the i wouldn't be able to talk to any of my family <laughs> at all for 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 a very long time i was like i i might lose it <laughs> we'll see um I, I understand that like you got your dad and everything going on there so um yeah yeah so let's 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 go ahead and close out the uh news back the news i told i told that buck an hour and a half and we're 15 minutes away from that so we need to it's a Joel Chaco episode. It's probably going to go for six hours this time. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, Nick Ricada does it, so why not? <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake, fake news, news, especially not now. <laughs> so uh, with that being taken care of, our legal obligations and our 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 uh, sponsor obligations, that still doesn't take care of uh, what? Uh Paying the bills. That's right. And you can help us pay the bills here. Here's what I'll get by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG, or tip.hwidg.com. Uh, you can send us a tip while we're recording the show live or at any time, really, um, that is not subscription-based. Over on Patreon, we have five tiers. We have the one-buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again, like possibly this Buck and Chaco show coming up. We have our $5 tier, where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get when we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch it, and we watch and record a feature-length commentary. And then finally, have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a, a special guest to be in greater rotation. You can ban a voicemailer. You can ask for a special uh, format change, special bonus episodes, anything you want that's in our we can reasonably achieve, we will do so. And we want to say thank you to all our patrons and supporters on all the different platforms, big and small. Without your generous support, this show not be happening. So thank you so, so much. So thank you to everyone who subscribes to our Patreon. We have several tiers. I don't remember them off the top of my head. We were going to do our homework and have them where we could read it off, and we didn't do it. So please I just uh, so go, do the go big to our one. Patreon. We, I want to see some creative guys in there. Do the big one. Do the, hey, yeah, do the big like, one. Uh, yeah, because that's funny. Because like we had the uh, the no hate November where we mm-hmm. all had to transform our don't gets into do gets because we were right. lazy. Yes, so that was really fun. Um, it, you know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. 
Uh, and I really subscribe to that theory. So really throw us a curveball and make us make us make us work for it. You know, tabs, yeah. man, I'm I'm so fired, <laughs> dude. I, I'm, I'm ready. Really drunk. Yeah, I might, I I want I dare somebody to to haze code our uh our <laughs> our show for a month. Just like somebody out there haze code our 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 show for a month where nobody can swear and everything has to be like uh, like PG or or G. I would just imagine the mental like like our feed is just replaced with episodes about nothing but Christianity and how based Christ was. Yeah. So um Go ahead and go to uh, patreon.com forward slash HWIDG and recommend all of these things on our behalf because we can't do it. And we will, it'll be interesting for a while. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go on to my issue. And by the way, I am steaming at this point. Um, Oh, me too. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're like figuratively steaming. Whereas I'm like, Uh, literally. What are are some other euphemisms that I could use at this point? (laughs) My lips, my lips don't work. Um, I have not been this this happy in a long time. <laughs> so here's what I don't get. Mistaken unprofessionalism. So this one happened a month, month and a half, maybe two months ago. I don't remember. But I decided to hang on to it for a special occasion. And unfortunately, in this occasion, I, I can't, I don't have the dongle to connect my phone to my interface. So I can't play the voicemail. But here's what happened. Can you play it over the, over your mic? I mean, could you just like, could we try that would take way too much effort and I'm way too drunk. So, um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really add to the, to the story. Right. All right so, all right. um, I will tell um, maybe, it such a, maybe with the accent. We'll see. But okay. With my accent, with the one that Heard. we used to have on the Patreon, the say 10 <laughs> right. words. So, um, uh, I, I'm at work one day and I start getting, uh, I, I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. Now we're all familiar with this, as you know, mm-hmm. As you know, uh, and it's usually something along the lines, well, maybe not you in Paraguay, but as you know, it's, it's one of those things like, Especially we've, here. we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. And so you click end call and you, you move about your day. Yeah. But one voicemail sounded like it was from my drummer at church, whose name is Matt. And he's like, hey, man, I was just wanting to ask you about Saturday and he said something like, that's a really interesting voicemail greeting you've got, whatever. I need to ask you some questions about Saturday. And, you know, no big deal. Just call me when you get a chance. And I was like, well, I don't recognize Matt from this number. I have his number in my phone. What's going on here? So I text him. Hey, man, did you did you text me from or did you call me from a new number? He says no. I was like, man, someone who's like an AI impersonation of you just called me from this other number. And it's really weird. He goes, no, wasn't me. And I thought maybe he was asking me about like our home church that Saturday or whatever. So I go about my day. Uh. And then like a week later, I get a a voicemail notification from my phone and phones are notoriously bad for like delaying notifications, especially mine. So I start going through a couple of voicemails that I haven't checked before. And one is this lady. And I had to piece together what was happening through this exchange. So to start out, I am married and uh, Aunt Buck, as we call her, who is the love of my life and I adore her and uh, I don't know what I'd do without her. Uh, when we first got married, I was uh, being silly one night and I recorded a voicemail greeting. So when you call my number and it goes to voicemail, what you would hear is, hi, you've reached uncle buck. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm tickling my wife. And I was actually tickling my wife 
And she was laughing and giggling. And it was a whole thing. Is it? If you'll leave me a voicemail, I'll call you back at my earliest convenience. It was just being silly. And I never changed it because I loved it. And I mm-hmm. forgot about it because I never called my own voicemail. Who does? Right. So, um, and that's been, we got married in 2011. So that's been like 12 years ago, right? Almost 12 years okay. ago. So it's an old voicemail. Like my voice sounds different. I sound younger. <laughs> and I was younger. I was in my late 20s. It was a good time in my life. Um, so anyway, uh, and people have commented over the years, like, and I'll, it'll catch me by surprise every time, like, oh, that's the funniest voicemail I've ever heard, whatever. So um, I get a voicemail notification like a week after the guy that sounds like my drummer calls me and it's not my drummer. He's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So, or the, from church, from church, not over mortal. So um, I get this voicemail and it's several seconds of silence followed by a woman's voice who says, I cannot believe how unprofessional this is. And following the events of the voicemail, I figure based on their conversation and the exposition that takes place in the conversation, like in a movie, I figure out that what's happened is uh, this is a company that has uh, they're, they're trying to do company insurance for their employees and it's open enrollment. And Mm. they've got, uh, like colonial insurance is doing their their insurance for their employees and they've got their rep at colonial insurance and somehow somehow by Your some number. hilarious accident my number has been substituted for the number right. of their rep at colonial right. insurance so they've called me uncle buck the worst possible candidate thinking that they have gotten a rep from colonial insurance and so and of course then it's it's Hi, you've reached Uncle Buck. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm tickling my wife in a deliberately sexual nature. (laughs) Like we were newlyweds. This is clearly a sexual thing and I'm making a joke as a newlywed. So, um, which is not something that you would do with your professional phone number. I get that. So this lady proceeds to go on a rant. What'd you say? It's depending on your profession. (laughs) Well, if you're OnlyFans, that's a little bit different, but I don't have an OnlyFans. (laughs) <laughs> yet <laughs> there's no such thing as as uh, com. <laughs> that's a lot funnier than it should be so anyway um so uh i just listened to this because i like butt dial voicemails are fascinating to me i don't know why <laughs> because you like if someone butt dials you and then you hear what they're saying maybe i'm a voyeur i don't know so oh, I listened to this woman. Talk shit. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> that's precisely what happened. So this yeah. woman goes on to talk about how unprofessional I am that they're trying to call Colonial Insurance, who by the way, I'm not trashing Colonial Insurance obviously. Sponsor the uh, show. Sponsor the show Colonial <laughs> Insurance. Go to hwidg.com/colonialinsurance to get $10 yeah, get off 25 of 25 bucks uh, off your first yeah i'm really smashed right now so anyway um (laughs) i'm sober as can be (laughs) good for you i wish i had that affliction i'm i'm a little too far gone at this point so um uh she's like is talking to her co-worker and either she doesn't realize that she's being recorded or she's doing it on purpose but the irony is, and she, this whole conversation, I can't believe this guy's so unprofessional talking about blah, 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 blah. the whole thing. She's a Karen. She sounds like she's about 80 years old. <laughs> and, and the guys in the background talking smack back and they're both talking smack about me. 
I'm like, you do you realize the mistake you're making? I have a podcast with literally tens of listeners. So um like you like your company's just I'm gonna call Colonial Insurance and find out who they were. And yeah. and then like and then like, hey call man, like them. your your customers trashing my podcast. I really think we've got a beef. We've got a petty internet <laughs> beef going on here. And we're gonna use that, we're gonna milk that for content. Is that so, the level um, we're at now? It's picking fights with insurance companies. <laughs> no, we're not Dick Masterson yet. So anyway, um, I better take another one of these. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> so um it just it struck me that this woman is on is talking about my unprofessionalism while at the same time she is being unprofessional. What hypocrisy, what blatant flagrant, uh, un- unmitigated hypocrisy. Um, I just, so, so, and I know you're the consummate professional, right? Like you are a professional <laughs> writer, you're a professional podcaster. You somehow have tolerated me for all of these years. I'm not I don't that professional. Why. I'm sitting in my pajama shorts. <laughs> well, yeah, but the working. camera's above the waist. We're not like Tab oh, Burt, yeah. where we have yeah. a cat sitting on his dick on the camera. So, um, <laughs> and no, the guy um, on the podcast talking about funny. guns. Well, so, this is the thing. Though. I actually, so, um, I hate voicemail now. I, I never used to hate it, but I hate it now. And I like, I really hate it. I don't leave voicemails. I don't check my voicemails. And then <clears throat> I decided one time, cause like, you know, all my phone plans just seem to go to a voicemail and I always had to have it set up or whatever. And I would just straight up tell people in my, in my thing, like, don't bother leaving a voicemail. I will never check it. Like, I'm I'm never going to check it. And that's that. In fact, like I knew a guy who I worked with who was really smart about this. He just let his voicemail inbox get full and just left it full. That's that's how how he was able to just left it full. Didn't delete anything. Took all of the like automatic deletes, like uh, automatic time deletes off, took them all off and just let it fill up. But like, you know, um, cause there was a point in time where I'd be like, you know, I'd say I, I, I would like record it very professionally and like, you know, you've reached and I'd give my number and then I'd, I'd do that. And, and your and, legal uh, name. Yeah. 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 And I would just try to tell them, you know, like, uh, please leave a number if it's a, or leave a message. If it's really important, send me a text and I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. Cause I only check my voicemail once a week. Like I, I was still trying to pretend that I cared about it at that point, but yeah. Um, I mean, who but nobody listens to that. Nobody listens to that. But it's funny because you had this like um, you had a, a crossed wire there. It seems you know with this uh, this fellow from the insurance company. Yeah, that and was the other I, thing. If they were so what? professional, why were they calling the wrong number? <laughs> exactly. Uh. But like uh, my my take on it was uh, so um, I will never forget when my email somehow got mixed up with some somebody named Jolene in Cincinnati, Ohio, Jolene Chaco, something like that. it was close enough to my name. And, uh, and she was due for some sort of like checkup for her Honda at a Honda dealership in order to maintain her like warranty. And I got to watch this saga of her getting, like appointments booked, sent to me, 
me trying to tell them like, you're going to have to find this lady, like call a number or something. Cause these ain't getting to her. And then having an employee like disregard what I said and be more angry and shitty at me for not showing up to these appointments. And this went on for a year, <laughs> like an entire a year. Time. And so I ended up just like getting more and more creative with my like replies back to them to try to get them to yeah. knock it off. It never worked. And every time like they would just like lay in on the guilt, like we said at the time, you didn't come for the time. You're, you're going to lose this near the, like all this stuff. And I'm like, this Jolene is just out there driving her Honda, enjoying life without this, this garbage Love over her warranty. Head. Yeah. 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 And her warranty died out probably one time when she needed it. And the and one time they needed to contact her about her extended warranty and she, <laughs> She wasn't there. And, and and it was like, oh man, like, yeah, I, I hate, I hate getting my, my stuff mixed up that way. It's the worst. It's even, I find it worse than like, you know, the person who moved out from your old house, like from your house you're living in that like you keep return to sender, like this, this person yeah. moved and it just keeps yes, common yes, yes. and keeps common. So, you know, um, yeah, I, well, that's funny because the um, the people who used to live at this house, mm-hmm. we bought it from them, and there's a whole huge story. I'll tell you if we ever do it in the Buck and Chaco. Sure. There's, there's a total Holy Ghost thing, but um, the people who used to live here, they're dead. <laughs> they were elderly, oh, and yeah. they since they since passed away. God, you know, God bless them. And yep. um, I still get the the elderly man. We'll call him Richard. Okay. I still get his mail from the NRA. Oh, his membership, which, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, dude, he was, he plainly was very based. Okay. Um, and when I met the couple, uh, he reminded me a lot of my grandfather. So it was a very emotional thing, but um, yeah, we still get their mail from time to time, even though they are no longer with us. So I, yeah, I get that one. Oh man. Well, did, um, did have you gotten any other mail voicemails like that in the last little while? Like, I mean, what, <laughs> Uh, do you check your voicemail still at all? Or I don't um, get very many because I'm unimportant and nobody calls me. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, and there was a point that you had made at some point, but I, and I had a story to tell about it and now it's gone. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. I was going to let you finish your point and then I just, woo, I'm gone. So, uh, well, so, um, yeah, so I guess that's it. I guess that's, I think you are making it for that. That hour and a half that you said uh, one thirty twenty three right now, mm. not bad. Hey, hey! So if you had an over under on a Joel Chaco episode going over two hours, yeah, you, you know, I uh, hope you went with the under because <laughs> we don't even have any voicemails to check. Unless anybody else in the uh, in the uh, chat over here wants to throw any questions in that we can that we can answer in uh, after the outro, uh, I think we'll be wrapping up. So uh, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm El Chaco. I'm Uncle Buck. Uh, Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Here's a get voicemail hotline. You can visit us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in our Discord under the voicemail upload channel and post an MP3. Uh, I just want to weigh in on a couple of things that these two chuckle fucks have been talking about this whole episode. Number one, 
Uh, Chaco's exactly right with this brainwave fuckery issue. Everything we're doing in life anymore is trying to program our brains into doing what they want us to do and not what we should actually be doing, uh, what we really want. And so people think that they work of their own free will, which is just fucking absolutely mind blowing that they can't tell they're being like marketed to. I, I'm very, I, I think the number one piece of evidence in my life that tells you that I have autism is the fact that my whole life I've always found like advertising repugnant and blatantly false and wanted to poke the holes in it. And it's never really worked on me. I've, I've only ever been drawn to things that work. And so when I see people that are like so swayed by marketing and will just Oh, I'm just going to buy the new Tide because I saw they had a thing and they had a dog and I have a dog. And like people don't notice the way we've made all of our commercials now. Like it has to be a biracial couple or a gay or lesbian couple in the thing. We're like going through this montage, like a, a normal couple of two people of the same race and different genders is taboo almost. And it's just programming you to not think of that as being outside the norm, which is statistically speaking, it's not inside the norm. We've normalized all these fucking stupid things. And that's all through brainwave fuckery, fucking tricking you brain. My fucking computer screen is just now showing me a fucking desktop background I have that's a picture of a brain. They're fucking listening to us, people. Uh, during the news segment, they started talking about the uh, proposed China virus amnesty. And, um, you know, I disagree with Chaco. I don't think there should be any forgiveness. Um, I disagree with Buck. I think there should be vigilanteism. Uh, these people wanted us dead. They wanted us driven from our homes. They wanted us murdered in the streets for not fucking listening to them. They should fucking die. I. Uh, Fuck them. Fuck them all to death. You can't come out here and be like, oh, yeah, we were wrong at the time. Uh, how are you going to go sit there and fucking cry about to yourself about how you were wrong at the time? What do you have to say to someone like me that was right the whole fucking time? It, the, the it's not even an apology where you say, oh, yeah, I was fucking, I was wrong. You were right. It's just, I was wrong. You were wrong at the time. I'm wrong now in hindsight, but I was kind of right because I was trying to do the right thing. Fuck you. You don't get to fucking say that. You get to fucking drop dead. The way you wanted me to drop dead, you fucking pieces of shit. I feel really bad for Buck and the loss of his friend. Um, you could tell that like a really, that's a really sore subject for him. And those people did this to him. They did it to his friend. They did it to you and me. And now they're just going to go like, oh, let's let bygones be bygones. Joe Biden signed a thing ending the national emergency effective May 11th. It'll be three years. What kind of fucking emergency is three years in the making? Oh, doctor, doctor, I slid open my wrist. I'm going to bleed to death in the next three years. Are you fucking kidding me? It's not a fucking emergency. What a fucking scam that, that whole thing is. Uh, and then finally on Buck's issue of mistaken unprofessionalism, I get this a lot because people think that by my like take no shit attitude where I talk to people and I tell them exactly what I, what I know, um, they think that I'm like, I have a level of unprofessionalism, but what they don't understand is that I'm working on a level of filter that's completely unbelievable for them. The thoughts that enter my head that don't come out of my mouth would astound them. Uh, so anyway, I want to say thank you to Buck and Chaco for taking the show this week. 
I was unable to do a regular episode time. This is like 1130 on Tuesday after they recorded. Um, basically, I, you know, I had two terrible days yesterday and Sunday. And then today I had my class out of town. So, you know, and then the rest of this week is just like nonstop shows. So uh, thanks to them, even though they did fuck up like all of the business keeping of the show. Um, I am going to listen to some voicemails and then I'll get back into them doing some questions only because I already marked all these voicemails as played. And, uh, I don't want to try and remember that next week when we sit down and record. So here we go. Andy here. You can save this for Joel if you want, because I've got some fish news. Call me Andy. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely. Having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me, I'm sure. I thought I would sail about a little and see the watery part of the world. It's a way I have of grabbing off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, when it is damp, drizzly, November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever my hypos get such an upper hand of me, that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's tats off. Then, I account it high time to get to see as soon as they can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword. I quietly take to the ship. There's nothing surprising in this. If they but knew it, almost all men in their degree sometime or other, cherish very nearly the same feelings toward the ocean with me. There now is your insular city of Menhados, belted round by wolves as Indian Isles by coral reefs. Commerce surrounds it with her surf. Right and left, the streets take you waterward. Its extreme downtown is the battery, where the noble mole is washed by waves and cooled by breezes, which, a few hours previous, were at the sight of land. Look at the crowds of water gazers there. Circumambulate the city of a dreamy Sabbath afternoon. Go from Corlear's Hook to Quente Slip and from thence by Whitehall northward. What do you see? Posted like silent sentinels all around the town, stand thousands upon thousands of mortal men, fixed in ocean reveries. Some leaning against the spiles, some seated upon the pierheads, some looking over the bulwarks of ships from China. Some high aloft in the rigging, as if striving to get a still better seaward peep. But these are all landsmen. Of weekdays, tent up in lap and plaster, tied to counters, nailed to benches, clinched to desks. How then is this? Are the green fields gone? What do they hear? But look, here comes more crowds, pacing straight for the water, and seemingly bound for a dive. Strange. Nothing will content them but the extremest limits of the land. Loitering under the shady lee of yonder warehouses will not suffice. No. They must get just as nigh the water as they possibly can without falling. And there they stand. Miles of them. Leagues. Inlanders all. They... So I assume he just read the arrest of uh, Moby Dick while reformatting it to be about himself. Because the voicemail just cut him off. It didn't that didn't end um so i assume he's just like sitting somewhere in a park maybe or a basement somewhere 
and just he's talking into into his phone for hours, recording an audiobook of Moby Dick, but with like the names and and stuff changed uh, for everyone else's protection. Here's our next voicemail. This is Garda Electric. You may know me from the Garda Electric podcast, the most famous podcast on the internet today. Tab, recently, I heard you have a problem with potatoes. That's disheartening. That hurts. I'd expect this from Stuttering John, maybe even Chad Zumok. But Tab, why Tab? Why? Uh, because much like that voicemail, all of your bits go on way too long. Although I don't think that's actually Cardiff Electric. Here's what I don't get. When someone uses their time to make you a custom URL for your stream element, and you don't even use it. I mean, what's wrong with tinyurl.com slash N-I-G-G-E-R-P-I-C-G-L-E? Unless it's just too long. But I think I solved it. So I've also made you tinyurl.com slash N-I-H-W-I-D-G, which stands for, here's what I don't get, G-E-R. That's tinyurl.com slash N-I-A-W-I-D-G-G-E-R. Please use it. I've worked very hard on this, guys. I'm trying to help. You're welcome. I did fix that this week. I finally uh, set up a subdomain on our D- through our DNS, so it's now tip.hwidg.com. I kept trying to do it through our webs through Squarespace, not realizing that Squarespace... Uh, doesn't handle my domain stuff. It's GoDaddy that handles my domain stuff. And once I realized that, I was like, "I, you are so fucking stupid, it's beyond belief. So tip.hwidg.com. Very, very simple now. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent us sent us any tips uh, over the course of the, the past couple weeks. Uh, we had one that was anonymous a couple of years ago. A couple, a couple years ago. A couple weeks ago. Um, but I... So I can't, it didn't come through in the, uh, it didn't come through in our chat. So I don't, don't know who did it, but thank you to that person. Uh, I don't, let me see if Buck and Chaco got on any today. Uh, they got $6 and 90 cents for not, this is for Buck not understanding tips. So that's, uh, that's coming your way, Buck. $6 and 90 cents. Actually, it'll probably slip between you and, and El Chaco. So anyway, uh, back to those guys answering some questions. Sorry, I couldn't be on a full episode, but uh, I think that's the beauty of the new format with a bunch of different hosts. And that as this stuff kind of comes up, that ties me up for a whole week, we'll still be able to kind of maintain a regular thing. 222 consecutive episode streak now broken. The last time I wasn't on, on in the show was a hunt episode 120 when I was in Florida, and uh, Tim and Todd did the show together. So kind of crazy uh thanks for listening everybody stick with them for another few minutes hasta luego everyone call in and tell us what you don't get uh we do uh, have we have a question uh, we have a question All right. what is the what water in- like in paraguayan life in the city not from the well uh okay so uh you, you i i've gotten mixed 
<clears throat> mixed feedback on that one. I, um, we used to buy our water. Um, so we had like a water guy that would come and like, we get these giant big, you know, the, the big, uh, water cooler type, uh, bottles brought to our house. And we always get these like really cool, uh, soda water dispensers that if you ever watched like the, uh, the three stooges when you're growing up and they like spray each other with like a seltzer thing, like we had those. Yeah. And, and they're great. They were so great. We have a, we had a separate, like when we bought the place, we got like a second fridge, like an old fridge that came with it. And so that just became like our drink fridge. And in it was just filled with these, these water bottle things. So we would actually pay it for a service for it. But when it comes out of the tap, well, uh, not as bad as Mexico. Um, so like in Mexico, like you, you don't dysentery? even, yeah, like in Mexico, you don't even want to like brush your teeth with, from what I've heard, depending on where you're at, like it, it, unless you've been there for a while and you're, you know, you've built up you're a used to it. Yeah. You've got to talk. Yeah. You don't even want to like brush your teeth with the, with, you usually use like bottled water just to like wet your toothbrush. Um, but I brought this up to my doctor down here. It was a really good doctor. And I was like, so is it, well, El Doctor, he he was a a Paraguayan born, but grew up and in the U.S. and uh, was uh, trained in San Antonio. And so, uh, and we love him because he speaks English and and he's good at being a doctor. And anyway, so I remember I asked him about this and I was like, okay, so like, is this safe to drink there? And he's like, he's like, there's... He's like, there's so much chlorine at their, at their, uh, treatment plants to, 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 to clean this up that, yeah, it's safe enough to drink, but I just, you know, I don't like the taste for the, you know, they, they don't like the taste of it, you know? So, um, so you freaking bleach, I, I guess if like you're in a pinch and you have to drink the Paraguayan, like Asuncion water, I guess, but then you're also dealing with like, you know, one of the things that, uh, when I lived in Calgary, when we moved into our house, we found out like one of the things that was like a knock on our like property value was that we had the PVC piping, like the plastic mm-hmm. piping. And there was like a grade of it that like, you know, they don't use anymore because it, you know, if when you're like building and you leave it outside for too long in the sun, it'll deteriorate the plastic a bit and then it'll leach sure, a bit. If sure, you, sure. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellowing. Yeah. <clears throat> but down here, everything's plastic pipe. <laughs> everything's plastic pipe. Like we pipe all over the place. Like, like me and, uh, me and my, uh, um, my, my custodian, my, my guy, my ranchero, my, my, mm-hmm. my, my employee, I'll just be like, Hey man, like, uh, let's, let's tie this in over here. And like, just like, like he'll be like on it. And then I'll go and like write an article, I'll come out and he's already like dug a whole trench, like across the property and like laid the like plastic piping in and like, all of a sudden now we have a water faucet on the other side of the yard and it's awesome. That's awesome though. <laughs> it's so That's cool. Really cool. <laughs> and I buy the, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So it's <laughs> out of the honor of the jinx code. Cause like my kids play that all the time. Um, the, uh, uh, what what's cool is I, I just buy this plastic pipe all the time. I just have like a whole like coil of it just sitting, you know, uh, at, at all times. I just feel like, you know, uh, when I feel like making water go to one place of the one part of the, the yeah. property to the other, I was like, yeah, let's just do that. And then like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, cause like when you were talking to, to tab about water, 
uh, with water pressure and stuff. Like I was yes. just like, oh, I wanted to like comment so bad. Cause like, cause like we, all of our stuff comes from a big, we have a, a, a really um, we have a really high powered, um, water pressure pump that pumps out of our water well into our house. And then we fill it up to a giant water tank as well. So that if the power goes out, we still have water pressure and it comes out of there. Gotta love that cheap labor. You're, you're right. <laughs> hey, he gets paid really well for here. And, um, so, for here. Uh, <laughs> so the thing is, is that, uh, um, uh, we, what you've learned, what we've learned of this is, is like just the cool stuff that we can do like with just buying like cheap pumps and stuff like that. Like I'm, we're building a little cascading like waterfall thing. I'm building a, f- a water fountain, uh, a little patio thing over here. And, and again, like all these things like back home that would like take like a lot of plot planning. You'd have to send off for approval to get, you know, like approval oh from the city God, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like now it's just like, you know, one day if I wake up and feel like, you know, let's, let's have a fountain. I want water over there. Exactly. Reasons. Well, so, um, uh, my, my guy, I'm going to give, I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to call him Al from now on. Cause it's like a shortened version of his, I'm just going to call him Al. Right. So Al Al is, uh, Al is my right hand man. And, uh, he's like the coolest guy ever. And one of these days, maybe what I'll do is I'll like, I'll interview him and then like video it. Yeah. And then I'll like, I'll put the subtitles in. Mm after the fact the audio subtitles yeah i'll put in the subtitles no I'll, I'll, this won't be for like radio this is just for bonus content or something um you but too. like al, al al's the man he's the man we we celebrated his birthday with um fireworks the other night and uh awesome anyways we, he's got like contacts everywhere like everybody's got like buddies and cut like in this part of the of the the country like everybody's somebody else's cousin and they all know each other like it's just like you know, that's why it's so easy to go. Where's the German at? And they all point to that one place or where's the Canadian at? Oh, he's over there. Where's the Ukrainian with all the water pipes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the water man. So, so he was talking about how, uh, he's got a contact at the municipality who has like a backhoe, like a, to, to, um, you know, to come and like dig holes and stuff if we want. And, uh, uh, I, I'm going to take him up on it. Cause I was like, I was like, how much do I pay him for the day? And he's like, he's like, Oh, what you want? What do you, whatever you want to pay him, like pay for the fuel. And then, and then 14 whatever you want tacos. <laughs> well, yeah, if tacos were a thing down here, um, the, I would probably, uh, well, I, you know, like I would, so like a daily rate would be like 70,000 Guaranese, which is about, uh, 10 us dollars. <laughs> so I would, I would, I would do like, <laughs> Like 20 or 30, like, like really make it worth the guy's day you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But what we're thinking of doing is we're, we're thinking of having a, um, like a pond, like another pond on the other side of the property dug out so that like, cause we have all these different types of like frogs and creatures and stuff that I would really like to have away from my house. So I want to have exactly. like another, another part over there. We've been <clears> learning <throat> about like food forests and all this kind of stuff. So we're thinking like what we're going to do is like food forests, you, you plant a whole bunch of different fruit trees and uh, you build up what's called swales. So it's like these mounds that, and then you direct the water. So the water flows out and it goes around all these swales so that like the, the trees can suck up as much water as possible. So yes. like, the next time that this this digger guy comes by, um, I'm I'm definitely we're, we're we've got a whole plan. I've got this like you know, this whole plan over there, but on top of it, I'd actually after we're done digging out this pond over in that corner, 
we want to put in a mini golf course. <laughs> yeah, I think I think how many, how many rich me? white guy tropes can you feel fulfill in one I, time? Dude, it's well, I, I have um I have four and a half hectares, which is like close to 12 acres. And like I I have a uh, I brought my golf clubs, but there ain't no golf course that I I don't have any friends that golf that are near me here. So I just like need to get like a whole bucket of balls. And we've been like we're thinking of setting up a pitch and putt, and then we're like, well, if we set up a pitch and putt, let's set also set up a uh, um uh so that uh, we can have the um, uh set up the pitch and putt so and then maybe have the mini golf around the pitch and putt so we can go and go through it. So, anyways, that's that's just me babbling about my property. Uh, this guy writes, it's "Oh, dude, awesome, you were, <laughs> it's kind of fun." He writes, uh, Soberum writes, oh, dude, you are so lucky. Overpay everyone so they think you're dumb, but don't overpay so much criminals come by. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It, like, you, what you do is you 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 got to be like the happy-go-lucky nice guy, but then like, you know, don't, don't. Don't overdo don't, it. Don't overdo it. You know, you got to find that no, happy meeting. No, yeah, yeah, you got to find that happy meeting. Or you figure out who to overpay and who mm-hmm. not to overpay. Right, you overpay one guy to tell you how to not overpay the others. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. You have your <laughs> kind of kind of your guy in your pocket and not in theirs. Yeah, you overpay the one guy, and then what? You, the other thing, what you do sometimes is you go, okay, you go to your guy and you go, like, look, we're going to need more guys to work on this, but I don't want to be involved, right? Like, I like, I just don't want to be involved. I'm not digging it with a shovel. You get, I'm not going to do that. You no, get more no. of your guys. <laughs> So yeah, well, it's 20 bucks a day. Come on. So, like, so, like you get the guys together and like, and, and you say to them like, okay, dude, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like um, this amount. And then you decide who, how much you want to pay these guys. You hire as many guys as you need to get this done. You turn him on them. But no, you just turn him into the foreman. Right. Yes. And yes. You yes, turn yes, them into yes. the foreman. You're the foreman. Right. Like, here's your budget and stay in budget. Right. And then like it works. Everybody's happy. Nobody's unhappy about this. It works for everybody. Everybody wins. You know, like everybody I, wins when uh, and then like on, on top of it, there's like certain jobs or certain things like like. Oh, so the guys that were the, were in my p- fish pond like with the nets and stuff like that. And they were like, like up to here in my fish pond, like, like dragging the nets and like, they, they were in there for like three hours, like in different places trying to get all our fish out. And uh, that guy, like I, afterwards, like uh, three hours in, in the tank. And like, I asked Al and I was like, how much should I pay him? He's like 50,000 Guaranese. I was like, dude, that's like 10 Canadian dollars. I'm like, no, I'm going to give him like a hundred thousand and a, it's just a shitload of beer. Like, like I'm going to make his weekend like awesome and I'm going to pay him double what you just told me. And like, you know, like, and then everybody wins. <laughs> I got everybody the fish. Everybody wins. Yeah. I got the, the fish. fish. He got some beer. Yeah. Catholic everybody wins. Fish Fridays for everyone. <laughs> exactly. So, Except tab. <laughs> until he comes down here. Until he comes down here. I'm going to cook him up some taco. So. Any other questions right. from the? Are we going to close it up? Yeah, let's let's. No, we're going to close it up because I have to pee so bad and I am so drunk. <laughs> Dude, don't you know the lore? You have to pee your pants. This is here's what I don't get. I so, so check it out. There is carpet in this basement. There's carpet <laughs> down here. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not peeing the carpet. 
I'm not okay, doing good that. Stuff. It's just All not right. Sayonara, my good friend. Uh, so this is what I'll get. I'm El Chaco. I'm Uncle Buck. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye.